left a mark on England and torn France apart in battles no one thought they could win. Her comb snagged in his beard. Blue eyes opened at her touch, and from that ravaged body her king looked up at her. Alice shuddered under the fierce gaze that had brought its own form of weakness in her for so long. I am here, Edward, she said, almost in a whisper. I am here. You are not alone. Part of his face pulled into a grimace, and he raised his good left arm to grip her hand and lower it with its comb held tight. Each breath was drawn roughly in, and his skin flushed with the effort of trying to speak. Alice leaned close to hear the mush of words. Where are my sons? he said raising his head so that it left the pillow, then falling back. His right hand trembled on the sword-hilt, taking comfort from it. They are coming, Edward. I've sent runners for John to bring him back from the hunt. Edmund and Thomas are in the far wing. They are all coming. As she spoke, she could hear a clatter of footsteps and the rumble of men's voices. She knew his sons well, and she prepared herself knowing her moments of intimacy were at an end. They will send me away, my love, but I will not go far. She reached down and kissed him on the lips, feeling the unnatural heat on his bitter breath. As she sat back, she could make out the braying voice of Edmund telling the other two of some wager he had made. She only wished the oldest brother could have been among them, but the black prince had died just a year before, never to inherit his father's kingdom. She thought the loss of the heir to the throne had been the first blow that led to all the rest. A father should not lose sons before him, she thought. It was a cruel thing to bear for man or king. The door came open with a crash that made Alice start. The three men who entered all resembled their father in different ways. With the blood of old Longshanks running in them, There were some of the tallest men she had ever seen, filling the room and crowding her even before they spoke. Edmund of York was slim and black-haired, glowering as he saw the woman sitting with his father. He had never approved of his father's mistresses, and as Alice rose and stood meekly, his brows came down in a sour expression. At his side, John of Gaunt wore the same beard as his father, though it was still rich and black and cut to a sharp point that hid his throat from sight. The brothers loomed over their father, looking down on him as his eyes drifted closed once more. Alice trembled. The king had been her protector while she amassed a fortune. She had grown wealthy from her association, but she was well aware that any one of the men in the room could order her taken on a whim, her possessions and lands forfeit on nothing more than their word. The title of duke was still so new that no one had tested their authority. They stood over earls and barons almost as kings in their own right, finding their peers and equals only in that room on that day. Two heads of the five great houses were absent. Lionel, Duke of Clarence, had died eight years before, leaving only a baby daughter. The son of the Black Prince was a ten-year-old boy. Richard had inherited his father's Duchy of Cornwall, just as he would inherit the kingdom itself. Alice had met both children, and she only hoped Richard would survive his powerful uncles long enough to become king. 
in her private thoughts, she wouldn't have wagered a penny on his chances. The youngest of the three was Thomas, Duke of Gloucester. Perhaps because he was closest to her in age, he had always treated Alice kindly. He was the only one to acknowledge her as she stood and trembled. I know you have been a comfort to my father, Lady Perrers, Thomas said, but this is a time for his family. Alice blinked through tears, grateful for the kindness. Edmund of York spoke before she could respond. He means you should get out, girl, he said. He didn't look at her, his gaze held by the figure of his father lying in his armour on the pale sheets. Off with you. Alice left quickly at that, dabbing her eyes. The door stood open and she looked back at the three sons standing over the dying king. She closed the door gently and sobbed as she walked away into the palace of Sheen.